Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. Keith Steigert, Uber reader and romance junkie. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time. They are three book girls. That's going to backfire any day now, you guys. Yeah. I hope so. Any day now. Well, because everybody has their own streaming service. Everybody's yeah. got their own network and... Well, and that's why I'm binging. People are going to just say, fuck this. I'm not paying, you know, 12 different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after I got out of college, the job that put my husband through through college, I worked full time for a cable company in their like um, national call center. And um, that was one of the things we offered. We tried to offer a la carte channels because so many people we're like, well, I don't want to pay for 74 channels. I mm-hmm. want Bravo. I want AMC. So we would offer them. And then it blew up really, really quickly. And when I see, I was just saying to my husband, when I see this streaming service yeah. stuff, I'm like, that's going to be the exact same thing. One of the companies is going to come out with like a bundle of it. And then it's yeah. all going to. What's going to happen is that now there are. 15 or 20 teams pretty soon they're going to form alliances yeah it's going to be survivor of the, and then the you're going to end up with two different ones like dish and direct tv well and that's why well, i'm like binging right now, i think you can get hulu and disney and espn and something else yes. together yeah and, and star like, yeah and stars and, and hbo stars, you can add to your hulu but you well, know that, when i have to get nbc just to see friends old episodes well I, that's I'm on hbo be- max well now they're rebooting fraser but it's on paramount yeah plus so i'm like okay this is up uh, i'm uh, well and that's why i'm binge watching criminal minds so fast i really don't afraid of- i don't understand the Re- fraser reboot oh i love fraser so Miles much i'll watch it he's not the whole point of it was Miles was going after Daphne. Here's the thing, though. They had kids. Oh. Yeah, but, like, we tried that with Girl Meets World, and it didn't do as well I think as Girl Meets World did. Yeah, but you, you're <laughs> underestimating the nostalgia factor for my generation. Oh, but we wa- my generation watched the like shit Frasier out of it. I fucking love no, Frasier. I hate Frasier. I was but in I mean, love with him. Niles. No, I didn't like him. He See, was a, he was a t- blowhard. I love the show. But, but that's why I liked it. I liked it because he was a blowhard. I liked it because he reminded me of all those guys I worked with. Because oh. they're just like that, you know. They're yeah. self-important. The that show I didn't like. Like I liked everybody but him. Yeah, I never I cared like, for Frasier. Go. <laughs> Niles well, was my favorite. I would have had his yeah. children. I'm paying for AMC Plus for one show. Yeah, yeah. When you pay I for cable too, it. right? You have yeah. cable too. Yeah, yeah we see, have, I don't dire- have cable. We anymore. have um, Dish. But the only reason that we have Dish is because you can't watch sports if you don't have... Well, if you do yeah, Disney yeah. Plus and Hulu, you can get ESPN in a bundle. Well, yeah. we don't want Disney Plus and Hulu. But you... you, don't you have, so Tom, Tom has figured out other ways around that because um, my husband's a huge sports guy. Um, you can get it without having to pay for a bunch of extra stuff because Tom loves sports, but Tom is also super tight when it comes to want like he will just assume give something up before he's going to spend money he thinks is frivolous with things so if if that's something you're looking for I mean, Martha, Tom can help you because he knows all that crap well i think we need to Tom. have a, yeah we need to have a conversation about that because i would have let go of dish network a long time ago i don't you know we watch the yeah we record the late night shows and watch them in the morning well, I don't have Dish, and my poor Sorry. husband all season has been listening to the Steeler games on the radio, looking sad and pathetic the entire time. Oh, so there's a way. He's still, there's there's a way please ask Tom how we can poor see Poor Mr. Keith. Oh, I feel so I know. bad. Poor Mr. Him. Keith and his Steelers. <laughs> he can go to a sports bar and watch. Yeah, it. but we don't want to encourage that kind well, of behavior. What, going to a sports bar? In a yeah. panini press? In a pandemic? 
We don't really have sports bars either. Like, they live in the middle of really nowhere. Anything. He'd have to go to the oh, farmer's okay. bar in North Dakota where, you know, the old guys go to the bar after they're they done in the field. Like and they talk and the guy from the the guy from the agriculture guy is there with his seed samples and you know, they they get to talking about uh, the weed diseases and the whatnot. I actually went into this tiny That's little so bar awesome. in North Dakota and the guy came in and he had a whole armload of weeds and they were talking no. to, they were picking apart the crop and going oh would this see this blah 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 and i'm sitting there going i can't believe i'm sitting here watching this this is just great if no. you get drunk enough i bet that's really interesting it, yeah i'm just need a few of them curs lot no mm-mm. no actually Rachel, the beer was all terrible there yet, they only they only they only drink like I'm a beer snob. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I only drink Bud Light and Coors Light. You know them kind of beers. There, uh-huh. there, there isn't any amber or no brown. I like the um. I like my beer with a little flavor. I don't drink beer. Period. I'm not a beer. Does fan. Mr. I'll Keith? Does Mr. Keith drink beer? Mr. Keith is not a big drinker, but he will drink beer. Hmm. Too bad we can't like farm out your kids for the weekend and have you and Mr. Keith come <laughs> and have pizza and beer one weekend. That'd be awesome. We could do that. So I mean, my oldest is 19. He should be able to hold down the Yeah, without yeah. having a party? I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, that's <laughs> right. They're they're rule followers. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not the most social of kids. I yeah. mean, he might have an internet party. <laughs> um, so He's show not a big Hey, my parents are kids. gone. Let's have an internet party. <laughs> Let's all play Minecraft until 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, Shona L. just posted the most amazing thing on our book tribe page. Uh, it says something for the weekend. Well, that takes the little free library to a whole new level. And it's a picture of a free little library. And it has like a, it almost looks like an old blockbuster. Think of that building with like the pull open door. And it says free little adult library, XXX, books and mags, 18 and only, DVD video gifts. And Shona said, I'm not sure I'd want to touch anything in here. <laughs> <laughs> He's no fun. Can you imagine though, like a free little library, oh like an God, adult free little library? It's like a tiny little adult bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> I went to look at that on Facebook and the first thing that popped up six years ago today, do you guys remember when the weird dress was the yes. big thing? Oh, no the blue dress? If it was blue and black or white and gold. It was yeah. white and gold. It was definitely it was blue and black. Six years ago today. Woohoo! We've come so far. Now we're in a pandemic. We yeah. have better things to worry um, about. That's my new favorite thing also on TikTok is everybody tries to find new ways to say pandemic so they don't have to like because every once in a while they'll like the algorithm will start like shadow banning people if they talk too much about the pandemic. So that's why I said Panini Press earlier because that's been my favorite lately. But people get on there and like so say how that again. Else would you say pandemic? So they're just using all any other word that's like go, sounds like it could be in the sentence. Like, ma'am, you can't go to the store. We're in the middle of a Panini Press. Or like they just start saying like random words. They'll be like, "We're in the middle middle of uh like I." There's one guy that's like his whole his whole shtick right now is he's like, um, "I'm sorry, we're in the middle of a, pele- a parallelogram." Uh, <laughs> we're in the middle. Like they just they just start like name like p words. Like we're in the middle of a possum pandemonium, attack, a pandemonium, a pandemonium. But yeah, Panini Press has been my favorite. I have said it regularly. That's People a, are like, that's "What?" A, a, an alliteration, yeah, as well. Yeah. I'd be like, and I'll order grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So who's going to go first tonight, today? Uh, oh. I mean, that's weird. Bonnie's not here. Bonnie, by the way, <laughs> I, we should explain. Bonnie's grandfather passed away due to the pandemic. Unfortunately, he did have the virus and he did not survive. And that makes us very, very sad. Um, but they did a uh, memorial for him. He actually passed away a couple of weeks ago, but today was the memorial. So um, that's why Vonnie's not here today. Sending all the book girl love. Um, I don't. Did I go first last what time? What book did you decide you're doing? Am I going for? You want me to go first? I'm just trying to figure out. Is your book? What book did you decide? It's is it sad? No, it's not a sad book. Okay, let's okay. let's do it that way. Who's got who's got a sad book? I'm sure Rachel does. No? Mine's a domestic thriller. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Keith, what does what that put you, you in? Martha? I, I've got a thriller. Okay, so then they shouldn't be together. I've yeah. got a, I've got a serial killer thriller. So we can do Megan, me, Keith, Martha. Okay. Okay. That works. That works. Yeah. Oh, the pressure of going first. Oh my God, Megan has to go first. I know this is the second time too. <laughs> well, now we have Seven. a new now we have a new way of doing things. That when Vonnie's not here, you have to go first. I have to go first because okay. I will. I refuse to go first because we what? always because the that she always goes last. When I was in speech, when I was on the speech team, the most coveted place to be was last because you get the last impression. You're the anchor. And then the judges are more likely to give you a favorable review. And if, if I knew we were being graded, yeah. I would have done And it this just stuck totally with me different. over the years. I just always want to go last. It's my thing. I got to go last. It's a winning s- solution. Do you mean, seriously, I would love 45 minutes to... <laughs> Are you trying to shrink me? Yes, she is. <laughs> it would be fascinating. Rachel, you'd probably make a lot of money off this group of, of book yeah, people. Yeah, you probably would. <laughs> you would, minutes with I all tell of you us. what, I would fit into some really interesting categories. You do remember how I was raised, right? Yeah, that's why I would be curious. Yeah. <laughs> hey, anytime you want to pick my brain for research, I'm here for you. <laughs> I would be curious. <laughs> Rachel's like taking notes. Like, yeah, she's like, I think I'll write a book. She's going to say she's coloring on the, the color app, but no, she's taking notes on Martha. <laughs> Why do you think Great. I studied psychology? I wanted to find out about my weird self. I mean, it's a unique situation. Not everybody That's right. grows up like that. I know. So. so, hey, I'm being serious. Anytime you want to, you know, pick my brain. I'll... Anytime you want to shrink her. I'll just let you let have her know. it. So not at all about psychology. <laughs> So this week, I am reviewing Clan Lands, Whiskey Warfare, and a Scottish Adventure Like No Other by Sam Hewn and Graham McTavish, which you may know those names if you have read or watched Outlander. What are you shaking your head about? I haven't seen it. And well, you're missing out. Uh, so, But I'm assuming that they're the cute Scottish dudes. Well, one of them is. Oh, okay. Graham's like your older, cool uncle. One of them is the not cute. Well, he's like the uncle character in the show. Is who does he wear a kilt? That's all I care about. He does. Okay, then. Yes, I'll take that. Um, so you may think for men in skirts. (laughs) So Sam Hune plays Jamie Fraser, and Graham McTavish plays McDougal. If you have watched the show, or if you've read the books, you know those characters. And this book also ties into their other tv show that they're doing right now which is men in kilts and i loved every second of this book i would say it is definitely more something if you are a fan of the show outlander that you will enjoy than probably if you've only ever read the books because it's basically you went on a road trip with sam and graham across scotland and you got sam and graham and clan land Graham. Uh, the worst part is I can't even fake a good Scottish accent. It's the one accent that eludes my life. Uh, so yeah, if you're a fan of the show, this book is a lot more fun because they reference a lot of things in the show. So as they're driving around Scotland and doing all these tourist things, you're it's like you're the passenger with them. See, you should have led with that. You should have led with they're driving around Scotland doing touristy things. And I would have watched the freaking show. Well, you can still watch I'll the watch show. I'll watch the show you because can... I love Scotland and I like to look at men's legs. So. And there's a lot of men's legs. There's um, So Sam and Graham are driving around Scotland doing all the touristy things. And it's just a really fun way to experience Scotland when you're stuck at home in a pandemic and can't go anywhere. Uh, they go and try all these different types of Scottish foods and they do like the Highland games. It's a lot of fun, but they do reference the show a lot because they're going to places that are in the show. So they'll be like, you know, in episode six of season two, this is where we were. So if you haven't watched the show, some of those references will get lost on you oh, in the book. So it's more like a, um, what do they call that when you have a... Yeah. Yes. 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 So you could read along type thing. Yeah. And you gotta I, watch the show and then you can like yes. reference the Are places. Are these and... men actually Scottish? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's a, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like an appendix to the show to some extent because they do mm. reference it mm. a lot, but it was just fun. And I, a lot, I didn't 
do the audio, I bought the the hardback. But in the audio, they each read their section. Uh-huh. And so it's like a banter. So now you got to have the audio, and then you need the spank version of the, the, book, the book so you can look at the pictures <laughs> yeah, and there are pictures in from, the privacy of your own set and of company them yeah, you got the and, pictures well and megan you have a signed copy right no because oh. um kim in canada i'm calling you out by name my friend um she ordered hers from waterston's and then i didn't know about it until she got her copy and she was like signed copy i'm like bitch <laughs> Shoot! I love I'm Kim. Sorry if to Kim... bring that up. I really <laughs> thought your copy was lost. No, so Kim, if you ever listen, I still love you. But <laughs> I was like, but not really. But she texted me when like really cool Legos come back in stock on the Lego store. But you dropped the ball on the signed copy of Clanlands, <laughs> and I have gone back like multiple times to Waterston's page to try to see if it's back in stock, and it's not uh, because I would have ordered like three copies of that book, uh, one for myself, one for Rachel and one for somebody else i don't know With who. laminated pages <laughs> no i probably i probably yeah, would have not that actually way they, you know they stay nice and fresh i probably wouldn't have actually read the book if it was signed by sam it's Hume. spank bag come on um but no my my copy is not signed sad days but maybe someday maybe i'll get to go to an outlander convention and get it signed or something i don't know um if we ever have conventions ever again um yeah if if but it and it it felt like you were on the road trip with them which was fun especially if you watch the show because you kind of hear even if you're not listening to the audio you hear their voices in your head as you're reading it and it felt like you were just along for the ride because like graham's part he'll be talking about something and then like there'll be a little break and it'll be like Sam and it's like him inserting like snarky comments back and forth. It was amazing and I loved it and I probably one day will listen to the audio and I don't have a hundred other books I need to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, when I'm a hundred just to hear their banter <laughs> back and forth. Uh, but it was a fun way to learn a little bit more about Scotland and which I've actually been doing a lot lately because we've done my DNA and I have like way more Scottish ancestry than we thought. So now I'm like, how do I connect to my favorite TV show? Am I in like this group? I need to know which plaid I need to own. I need all the things Scottish. I'm Scottish too. So, hey, see, this, we even look alike. We, we look like we, sisters. We do kind of look alike. Yeah. So, yeah, that it's super fun. I really would definitely recommend if you are a fan of the show or the books or just want to learn about Scotland to pick up clan lands. So the book is basically um, a side-by-side for the show. Well, well kind of. It's more of almost like a Scot- It's a tour guide. It's a tour guide, yes. Okay. Yeah, like you can... And there's a map of where they go, and there's a map okay. of like the filming location. So like a and- guided tour by two hot guys in skirts. Yes. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Well, and they talk about like crazy fans there's because you know every celebrity has crazy fans <laughs> so they're on this trip and they're filming outlander during the week and then they're doing like side like weekend trips to do this book in the other show in the, the show that goes with it and there were crazy fans like a particular set of crazy fans who would just like appear and sam would have to like run out the back door of the pub because this mother was trying to like throw her daughter at him <laughs> like so they'd be like we were in the pub at nine thirty in the morning and you know having whiskey and whatever from the local distillery and then crazy pants walks in and <laughs> he goes running out the door like dives into the car to like avoid her uh so there's a lot of really funny things that you get it just felt like you were on a road trip with your friends around Scotland. You got to kind of live vicariously through them when you're stuck at home during a panini press. <laughs> I'll just never get used to that. <laughs> and, mm. and you get to have pictures of them in their kilts. There are two different covers because when I went to order one from one place, it did not have the cover with them in the kilts. And I was like, that's unacceptable. So then I had to hunt around <laughs> to find... Did I tell you what, what we actually did when I was in Scotland? I would go up to hot guys in kilts and I really did this. And you can ask the people that were with me. I went up to them and say, and said, I'm doing a calendar and I would, I I would like to know if you would like to be in it. I would like to take your picture. Is that okay? We're doing cute guys in kilts. And they're like, sure. So I had my big camera, you know, and I took all these pictures of these random dudes in kilts. 
Oh man. Well, really did. Not what I thought you were going to I say. thought she was going to ask asking <laughs> them all if they were true. AKA Well, I mean, not wearing anything I, what under I discovered, said what I discovered, what I discovered is all of the people that I asked of all of them, there was only one guy who was actually Scottish. They were all actors. Because it was during the um, French festival. Oh. <laughs> so there were not any actual Scottish guys except for one. Well, in the kilts, I think as things like Outlander and stuff have become more popular, like the Scottish culture has really like kind of had a like renaissance. They've even say in the book that the tourism of Scotland has increased like 200% since Outlander came out, especially since the move, since the show came out because everyone wants to go to... Yeah, even when I was there and that was back in 2015. So the show was like barely out there. Yeah, the show was barely out, but they were filming it while we were there. Oh, that's the dream. And... And people kept saying, oh, you're going to the filming. And I'm like, no. Yeah, because the books have been out a lot longer. I didn't really like the book that much. You know, it's a freaking romance. You know how I am about that. And I'm like, nah. So all of these women from all over the place were like, oh, Outlander. And most of them were like 90 years old. Yeah. panties. Well, the age demographic has yeah. changed some. Yeah, they break, break a hip throw on their panties. Because of, because of Sam Hune. <laughs> Granny panties. But yeah. It's a tent. I am down to go to Scotland any time. I need a new kilt because I've gotten too fat for mine, which is a problem. It's actually it's my all w- fun and games until you're too fat for your kilt. Exactly. It's just, I, need to, I need to hang it in my bedroom as like my like, get back to this size. So to you hell can with win. hanging up a bikini. I got to get into my yeah, kilt. No, it's so true. If you liked Outlander, you liked the show. If you're watching Men in Kilts, then you definitely need to read Clan Lands by Sam Hune and Graham McTavish. Okay. Um, uh, Rachel? Yes. I see you over there, you magnificent beast. Oh, goodness. Half of that is true, but I'll let you suck me <laughs> Last week was a bit heavy for everyone. It was myself. a bit heavy. It was a lot heavy. God, I had nightmares because of you last week. Listen, I always think of it this way. At least it didn't happen to any of us. This week, I read a, I call it a domestic thriller. Call it what you want. Psychological thriller would probably also be Correct. It's called The End of Her by Sherry Lapina. I'm a Sherry Lapina fan. I've read and reviewed probably several of her books. So this book is centered around a married couple named Stephanie and Patrick. And Stephanie and Patrick are parents to newborn twin girls. And one of the things that you learn pretty quickly in this is unfortunately... Not only are these babies pretty new, but they both have colic. (laughs) Dylan had colic, you guys. So I am totally, I totally get it. It's, it is torture. Yeah. Uh, And I'm not a mom. I don't know if the author is a mom. I'm guessing she maybe is because she painted such a, I mean, I was distressed listening, especially to, um, Stephanie is a stay-at-home mom. So you know, her husband has his own issues with being very tired and other things while he goes to work, but she's with them all day. And, you know, so that's its own set of issues um, because they both have colic and they are first time parents. And, you know, so she just painted such a picture of how tired (laughs) these people must have been but very early on in the story, there is a very unexpected and unwanted guest appears. I, I'm not going to talk much about who this unexpected other person is because the more I talk about it and the more I talk about what happens, it's going to give everything away. This story has <clears throat> so many secrets that are unveiled and there are several more storylines that are woven into this which i absolutely love they were not hard to follow at all and they all come back around and are tied up at the end of it which again i love great writing when you can incorporate multiple storylines bring them back together and tie them all up i love it it 
it definitely was unlike anything I've ever read. And I read a lot of domestic thrillers, psychological thrillers. It kept me on my toes. It was paced really well. Um, I, I found it refreshing to having some of the other stories intertwined so it didn't get stale. We're not just following Stephanie and Patrick, but you have a few a few chapters and things where other people are interwoven. But again, this other mystery person is involved in everything and this is, that person is the tie. The ending to me, there were a couple things towards the end that happened that I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't really see coming. And it's, it's one of these books too where there were a couple times when I felt really fooled by certain characters and things, which I really like. Because, you know, if I start to really empathize with somebody or think, oh, that must be awful, and then it takes a complete turn, and I'm like, son of a, yeah, like, what are we doing? But I love it. <laughs> so the end was great. I love how things were tied up um, and and everything with that. So I would highly recommend it. I actually gave it a four and a half stars, which I'm- I can't believe it. I don't, have you ever given a four and a half? I think I think I have. Uh, yeah, you've I'm given like, a five. I think you gave a five once. Yeah, I had two fives last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I she's think. very One stingy or, with her fives. Yeah, you are. Oh, I know this. <laughs> I am. So I would highly recommend it. It was it was good. It was um, it wasn't really like anything I've read before, which I think a lot of times is refreshing if you read a lot of those things. So. Again, that was The End of Her by Sherry Lapina. That sounds pretty cool. Awesome. 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 I tried to look up while you were doing your review to see if she has any children, and she doesn't have anything listed on there. But I can I can tell you from experience that the sleep deprivation <laughs> combined with colic, I was a zombie for 10 months. Mm-hmm. And I do mean zombie. Yeah, I, I, it was just, it was torture not getting enough sleep. I can't even imagine because I remember being younger and um, I have a cousin who, I think she's 25. So she's roughly nine or 10 years younger than me, right? So I was old enough to remember when she was born and when she was a baby and she had colic so so bad and I remember being at family gatherings and other stuff and she would just scream mm-hmm. and cry and you know being younger you just kind of are like oh the baby's crying again whatever but now being an adult and thinking back to that uh, oh my yeah. gosh I Dylan, can't Dylan was at least he, we called him the primetime colic <laughs> like yeah. the co- a comic like a colic mm-hmm. primetime colic because you would hear the refrain of friends or Seinfeld <laughs> And that was when that was what would kick it off. So we never got to watch the shows because between six and nine, every single night for five months, he screamed for, a, you know, two, two and a half hours every night. My and first, then it just stopped. Yeah. And then it just stopped. That's the hard thing with colic too. They don't know, really know what causes it. They don't really know how to treat it. And it just stops spontaneously, yep. you know? And that was one of the things they touched on in the book. This poor mother has these two babies who have colic and hours upon hours are crying, especially when you have two of Bad them. Bad enough to have twins, but to have twins with colic? And they even have a scene where she goes to the pediatrician for yet another time and she's like, can you please give me any idea? And it really, it, it does set a picture for her mindset. And, you know, you can, you can hear the, the, you see and listen to the dialogue in her head. And it's just like, it's the same freaking answer with nothing. You know, they even have now, um, cause a coworker of mine, she had a baby, gosh, I think five years ago, and she had colic like crazy, and she took her to an infant chiropractor, mm-hmm. and it really helped, I guess. I've heard that but on more than one occasion. And I will say, the weird face I was making, Martha, while you were talking, my dog just decided to start licking my computer, so I don't know. I don't know what... It's the full moon. I wasn't paying any attention. Okay, that's good. I already forgot well, about it. 
what her problem is. It takes. I don't a, know. Y'all been lot. making weird faces of me all damn day. So. You well, just I don't. Of these faces. It's because we love you. Yeah, that's it. No, it is. <laughs> Have I not explained this to you? I know. I. Know. I don't it's make fun right. of people that I don't like. Don't worry, Yunzol could hear my accent if I fall ah, back. Ah, Yunz, yeah. <laughs> I went to high school with, uh, there was a family of, of kids that came from Pennsylvania when I was in high school. And the LeClairs. And they all had that just thick Pennsylvania accent and everything was Yunz. Yeah, if you come from either side of the state, you have a very thick, yeah. almost New Yorkian brogue. Yeah, yes. It's very difficult to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> My mom always had a problem being from Southern Ohio that they like to add R's to things like wash. Warsh. Warsh. My, My mother... It's said warsh. That too. Everybody yeah. washes yeah. in the creek. You, yep. Yeah, you wash. Yep. I, she likes she's trained herself not to do it over the years but like the other day she said it and I, I don't think she realized it but I was like did she just try to throw an R in there again? yeah my like, mom <laughs> my mom would always say warsh and it's the crick my sister oh, yeah. will argue with me for days about that and I even looked it up on line and played the thing the, oh yeah the, the pronunciation audio it's a creek e creek it's a crick yeah. whatever potato potato yeah <sighs> Keith, what do you have for us? Hooray, now Martha's going to make faces at me. Yay, share the love. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. It's okay, because hey, she's going to get Hulu just no, to get you know stars what, to watch Men in Kilts. <laughs> I'm just happy with you, Keith, because the book that you uh, reviewed on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, or was it last week? A couple of weeks ago, called Agatha Arch is Afraid of Everything is now one of my favorite books. I want, so some, I want some spy pants. I am so excited about that book. I just fucking love it. I think everybody who's ever had any kind of a relationship or has had their heart broken definitely needs to read that book. It was so good. I loved it so much. Thank you. Sarah, our support Canadian, she recommended it to me when I was like in the midst of a book slump and it was the best thing ever. It's really, really good. feel better about my life. And I, I think that they should make a movie out of it. And I think so they much. should cast Kristen Wiig as the lead. Okay, now I'm it done. Would. I can see every scene. Yes, in my, in I my know. Mind. Me too. All right, Keith. What do you have to bring up the room today? Amazingly enough, I have a romance this week. What, what? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so this is this is going to age everyone. I, I'm kind of wondering how many people were like right around my my age group because when i say that the title is the jake ryan complex by bethany crandall rachel has a smile on her face so i know that she knows exactly what i'm talking about wait am i thinking jake Jake ryan Ryan, is that the jake ryan complex from anybody remember the name Jake is that from no by john hughes oh no i was going like disney with it so ryan okay i had to name who i do with i ever did it who jake (laughs) ryan jake ryan yeah so if you are a john hughes fan this book mentions 16 candles so often it's it's really kind of cute it's like it's like the compendium for the for the movie <laughs> we have a lot of companion <laughs> books happening this week it likes it was like i feel like we need like an asterisk like please see and then like before the title use this as a companion yeah, well, you were talking about your book i was like wow we've got a lot of mentions of like you know because well, uh, the book i'm gonna review is there's a series on television right now See? See? Look at us. We so planned. We didn't even plan it. Nope. Rachel, they need to make a series out of your book because it sounds like it would make a really awesome series. And then we'll um, be all I'm back. just going to say that it's not possible. No series. Okay. So this is the Jake Ryan Complex by Bethany Crandall. And uh, our main character's name is Mac, and she's a 39-year-old obstetrician, and she has her own private practice with a group of people. One of the best things about this book is that every character in this book is hysterical. 
Uh, so she has this really tight group of friends in her private practice. She just found out that her little sister by like 10 years is getting married. And this is a huge deal because A, she's single and she's 39. And her mom is uh, one of those moms that like kind of nitpicks everything she does Mama. and just she desperately like constantly wants her girls to be happy and wants them to be dating so her mom uh thinks that mac is dating this neurosurgeon named michael he is who she invents so that when she goes home to thanksgiving say she doesn't have to bring someone because uh. her boyfriend is very busy because he's a neurosurgeon so for the last like two years, he just hasn't been able to get away for any of the family uh, gatherings. <laughs> That's awesome. But it enables that, you know, her mom doesn't pick on her because she's dating somebody seriously. And this wedding is coming about really quickly. This wedding is 40 days out when she gets proposed to. <laughs> so Mac has 40 days to find a new boyfriend and dump the fake boyfriend named Michael oh, and bring no. the state to the wedding because she cannot play off that Michael is too busy to come to, you know, her his sister's girlfriend, wedding. sister's yeah. wedding. And so she's telling her friends in the private practice, like the, they're all getting together and she's like, so I need y'all to set me up with guys because I need to find someone who's date worthy for this wedding. And they're all kind of like, um, we have something to tell you. We're not sure how to broach it, but you have a problem. And she's like, what? And they're like, you're kind of hung up on finding a guy that's exactly like Jake Ryan from 16 Candles. Oh my gosh. And she's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you have really high expectations and you want everything in your life to go like that romantic comedy. I feel attacked by this book. Are <laughs> fucking ready. I was going to say, this resembles someone in the room. <laughs> I feel attacked, so Keith. Some of the reasons that she has found that she has dumped men right after meeting them are that uh, one guy was perfectly nice, but he had tiny hands. So he was out. This sounds like a Seinfeld thing this is exactly it what Seinfeld really, does in every episode oh he was a he was a high talker it very much plays that way she she just she has things one of them hummed Boston songs while he ate dinner <laughs> I mean I feel like anybody that hums through dinner might <laughs> be I couldn't let him like ruin Boston for me because that's, that's a great man what's that that's free entertainment I would pay my husband if he would start that uh, he didn't come it well. I was going to say, wait, <laughs> careful what you and wish another, for, right? like, She goes on a quest and she basically asks anybody she's remotely like close to, anybody that she knows, hey, do you know any guys that you can set me up with? And she has these terrible, terrible adventures, terrible dates, and there's just really awful stuff wrong with everybody. So she never makes it past the first date. So that's really fun to watch and to read about. Now she sadly has found her perfect Jake Ryan-esque man. And um, she has this craftsman that she's bought and it has a lot of problems. So she has found this really great contractor who's honest and hardworking and he's perfect. And she thinks they have this great chemistry and the whole issue throughout the book is that this guy is married. I knew it. Oh, man. Because all the good ones are. That's I true. I mean, when you get to a certain age, it's like if they're not single, there's a reason why they're, if they're single, there's a reason why they're single. So yeah. throughout this book, there are obviously a ton of references to 16 Candles, which is just hysterical. This woman's inner monologue is the funniest thing. I mean, it's right up there with an Agatha Arch monologue, honestly. Now you're making me want to read it, but it's a romance and that'll piss it me off. So very romancy because she's trying to find a date for a wedding, but... I'll wait for it, the movie on that one. Yes, it would make a fantastic movie. If you are looking for a romance that... And I will say that this is... Um, 
for people who read romance, this is a fade to dark kind of romance. So it's not like Rachel's it's, already like I'm it's out. Not I don't a, even oh, know. What does it, that mean? It's like there's no. It's not a sex scene. They go it's into like, the bedroom and you and don't hear fades about to dark. the goings on. What? It's like and then we got on the bed and we had breakfast. What's like, the point of that? So for anyone who's looking for a clean romance, this is it. But it's also hysterically funny. And one of the nice things Maybe about like it is that. that this book and the audio and the audible version are both free over Kindle Unlimited if you have it. So you can listen to it or read it for free. Um, but it is it it's hysterical and I was a huge John Hughes movie lover growing up. And so just hearing about everybody who everybody loved from that movie, hearing quotes from the movie throughout it are a cute little trip back in time. Uh, so that book is called The Jake Ryan Complex by Bethany Crandall. Awesome. I feel attacked. Yeah, Megan, <laughs> Megan, is, so very cho- Megan is very choosy. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. There really is They're not. either, the, the good ones I feel like are either married or fictional. <laughs> I gotta say though, I don't think her reasons like tiny hands and her reasons for not liking the guys, I get them. I mean, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna take this guy to meet your mother, well, and if you're already a picky woman, don't bring the. Well, here's the thing too: if you're already annoyed by something, it's just gonna get worse. So in a way, she's being kind by not pursuing a relationship because she's already annoyed by that person right she's she's pre-annoyed they're just funny (laughs) i mean because if he has hands that are three times smaller than yours how on earth does that work (laughs) like you said t-rex free what you said the book was free on audible kindle unlimited if you have kindle unlimited you can listen to it for free or you can read it for free Oh, okay. Is there cheating in the book? Okay. I don't like cheating. Me neither. Yeah, we had this discussion last week about Keith's anger. That's the only thing I didn't like about Agatha Arch. It made me so mad. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like, I don't do cheating. I don't like it. Well, neither did Agatha Arch, and it was hilarious. The whole book was hilarious. She hatchet to her garden she, shed. She, not only did she beat the shit out of her garden shed, shed with a hatchet, but she refused to pick up the debris. She made it, she left it on her lawn, and of course she lives in a fancy neighborhood, so the homeowners association's apoplectic because she has this big trash pile in her front she yard. She did buy goats. To help with some of the yes. some of the mess. I don't know if any of you guys have seen Big Sky on. I don't know what network it's on. It's on regular TV. I have not, but we have talked about it. Um, I haven't, but I've heard really good things. It's excellent. It is really excellent. We've been recording it and watching it together, my husband and I. Um, and so I decided to see if I could find the book that that w- it was adapted from. So I had to wait in line for a long time. I've been basically when the show started back in whenever it sh- started. Started a while, a couple yeah, of months back now. I got myself on hold for the book and I just got it last week. And it's called The Highway by CJ Box. Now, this is going to freak some of you out because it's actually number 2 in a series. No, but here's the thing. It's just like a lot of detective novels. You don't have to read the entire series for any of it to make sense. So it's because it's like case by case. It's only a series because of the person who works on the case. Yeah. You're following that person. Gotcha. Um, or, or a group of people in this case. So... It's actually the Highway Quartet. There's four books. Uh, but I started with number two, the Highway. And I've seen... It's, it's one of those things where when you watch the television show, you kind of know what's going to happen. And I thought this was going to put me off because some of them follow it so closely that, you know, there's no surprise or reason, really, to read the book. But in this case... 
Um, because I watched the series first, it didn't piss me off that there were such huge differences in the characters. Like, for example, the bad guy, the serial killer dude or whatever he is, he calls himself the Lizard King. Because what he does is he picks up girls at truck stops. Yeah. So it's a reference to Lot Lizard? Yes. Oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> and he, in this book, is creepy as fuck. Now, in the show, he's kind of, they, they begin the show and he's kind of this young, clean-cut trucker. Which is the exact opposite of what he is in the book. You know, he's, once again, he's not a good-looking, you know. And there are a lot of differences. So, it's almost like you can divorce yourself from I do that the all show the time. And, <laughs> and really, really enjoy the writing of this book. C.J. Box, I think, is from Wyoming. Um, and I've read some of his other novels and have loved them over the years. But this one, oh my God, it is so well written. Uh, it just really has that, I don't even know what you call it, voice, I guess is what you would call it. He has such a strong writing voice that you're just immediately sucked into these characters. And the characters themselves are just so different than the ones that are played in the television show that it feels like a totally different novel and in this case I really liked that because now I'm excited to read the second or the next one in the series which is called The Badlands and it's in my inbox right now and I'm jonesing to get back to it I'm excited um, but I kind of already know where some of the parts are going to go for the TV show and I'm interested to see if they replicate in the books. So far, the book ends on a cliffhanger. The highway ends on a cliffhanger. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens next in, in the Badlands. But, so the main character in the book or one of the main characters is Cassie Duell, who is a detective it starts out when they you see the lot lizard dude in his truck and there are two young girls who are driving to montana to meet her boyfriend well truthfully her boyfriend has been trying to ghost her and she's wants to go see him so she's supposed to be going to Nebraska or somewhere to see her dad. And she diverts halfway there and decides she's going to go to Montana. Well, she's got her little sister with her. And they're driving. And this truck driver kind of pulls out in front of them and she flips him off. So there's, there's that confrontation that happens between this horrible, scary monster guy and these two young girls. Well, needless to say... It, that part doesn't end very well because their car breaks down just shortly after the confrontation and the girls go missing. Dun, dun, dun. So most of the book is trying to locate the girls to find out what happened to the girls. And you find out very quickly that the Montana State Trooper, who is one of the other lead characters, is part of this so he is in cahoots with the lot lizard guy and they bring the girls back to a location and yeah do not so nice things which you really don't see a whole lot of that in the book you don't see them doing anything terrible it's more of the fear of oh my god what have they done and what will they do so you don't there isn't a lot of emphasis on that it's more of the chase so there's a lot of stuff unsaid so far in the book. And Rick Ligursky, who's the Montana State Trooper, is such a great character. I love that character, and I love the character of the Lot Lizard. Both of those are mainly featured, and, um, and Cassie Duell. I think, I think maybe the main character in the first book is, is he features prominently in the very first part of the book. And so I think if you read the first one, you'd probably get a lot more about him. And he's this alcoholic private investigator, or well, he used to be at the sheriff's department and he, you know, does something untoward and gets booted and 
there must be something there. But I didn't read that first one, so I don't know. But really, the the story is about getting the girls back. And as I stated earlier, it does end on a cliffhanger, so you might want to have that second book ready to go because it's really going to piss you off like it did me because I wanted to read it right away and I had to wait for the library. Anyway. It sounds interesting. It was really good. Um, it was good because you got to see the girls sort of going through that terror of being kept captive and you got to see the skeezy old men, you know, talking about what they were going to do to them. And it's just really creepy, ultra creepy. And it's called The Highway by C.J. Box. And it's part of a four book series. But this is actually number two. And it's number one of Cassie Duell, who is the character who's mostly the main investigator in this one. Sweet. I think it's always fun when there's a TV show and book. Even if they're different, you can. it's still fun to go and like watch them both and then read or read it and then watch it or vice versa i think i prefer to watch first having done it a couple of different ways because then i'm not so mad when the book doesn't match that's what i've started doing yeah with movies and stuff like Mm -hmm. ready player one everyone that read the book first like blasted the movie and said how terrible it was i loved the movie and still loved the book yeah so i think uh i think if you if you want to do it watch the show first and then because the show is good on its own. It's just different, you know. It doesn't have all of the same. Because, mm-hmm. like, for example, the mom, the truck driver's mom in the show is this pretty skinny uh, older woman who's kind of Jesus-y and she's very controlling, obviously. Hence he has mommy issues. Yes, but in the book, she's this hoarder you know gross disgusting old woman who's also controlling so still has mommy issues right exactly but (laughs) it's just the totally different approach and it plays it i find it interesting why they made those choices yeah so anyway well see and that's what i really dislike about book to movie or tv show adaptations and i talked about this last year i think when i reviewed dumplin Mm mm-hmm you know, they totally changed a lot of different things about that character and about other things because, you know, and <clears throat> I think one thing is for sure with this, you can definitely tell it's written by a man because of the name he was given because the terms like prostitute and lot lizard and, you know, all those other derogatory names are just that. They're derogatory. Like, it's not hard to say sex worker. Well, in this case, though, in this case, though, this is what the the bad guy calls himself this. Right. But it's leading to that misogynistic. I I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's one of the reasons I found it so creepy, though. So, I mean, that's I mean, if if you didn't get that perspective then it would change the way you feel about what a horrible fucking guy this is oh yeah, it makes me hate him even more so that's the reason that i'm i'm not like excusing that but what i am saying is that it really did help because i saw it both ways i saw the guy in the character on television where it was totally different it was this young clean-cut guy and it was almost like he wasn't even really um, that bothered by doing it. He he just kind of got sucked into this other guy's scheme. Well, I think you're totally right, though, because from the time you started the review, when you told us his name and you confirmed that that's why he called himself that, I hated him immediately. Exactly. That's yeah. the whole point. It's like, yeah. it's like that. that's one of the reasons that it's like that instant oh you fucker you know what i mean yeah. well, like, the fact that he named himself he he calls himself that his inner voice is yeah. you know yeah, he's a, a horrible person he like wears it like a crown he is a piece of shit scumbag you know and you don't really get that same feeling from him in the tv show i mean you it's more like it's more like you feel sorry for him because his mother's such a bitch and and like he couldn't help growing up to be an asshole where I don't know that 
I don't find that always an excuse for bad behavior. Just because you were treated poorly as a child doesn't mean you get a free pass to be an asshole your whole life. True. Very true. So. Well, and there's no pass for that. What? What's a TV show called again? Big Sky. Thank you. Because it takes place in Montana. So lots of stuff. You know what? That sounds good enough. I was poking around on my... um, uh, you all know me. I love Nook. Yeah, <laughs> I love the Nook yeah, app. yeah. Um, and they actually have all four books. Um, it's called the Highway Quartet. Yes. And all four books, or well, they're eBooks, but it's only twenty six ninety seven. So I'm telling I think- you, I I read a lot of these kinds of books, and I've read stuff by C J Box before, and and, and they were okay. What? <laughs> He has a huge series. Yeah, of, he does. And like 17 books. Yeah, and I've read some of those, but I didn't really connect that much with some of those characters, which is fine. My husband's read some of them. He liked them. It's probably because there's a female main character, to be perfectly honest. You know, it, it helps a little bit because you've got that connection. You see little little pieces of the way people treat her because she's overweight in the book. Of course, on television, she's skinny, little, beautiful. See, black and girl. I hate that too. Why yeah, but the book is so good. I, I'm telling you, the book has all of the good stuff in it. Um, now, if you hate it, then you can wag your finger at me. But I thought it was excellent. It was put together in such a way that it just really had all the hallmarks of something that I would love to recommend to people. It just really has that that feel to it i see why they chose it for adaptation is what i'm trying to say to you yeah oh it definitely sounds i mean i just purchased the quartet yeah it's good i would have given it more than four stars if goodreads would give us quarter stars they need to up their game because it is worth more than a four star it is a shining example for a book of its kind I'll, i'll say that well, and I agree with you on the Goodreads thing. They're owned by freaking Amazon. I don't understand why they can't get do it. it together. Good. Yeah. I bitch about it every goddamn week. Every week yeah. I bitch about it. Let's go, Bezos. Get on well, it. Well, Bezos is gone now, right? Didn't he? There's somebody new. No, he's still in the corporation. Oh, okay. you could. He's not Doesn't walk somebody who listened to this podcast have some fucking say? Come on now. Can, can we just There's read? no way we're the only people who have said that. Try no, people. We're, reach we're, out. We're not. Go, um, Rise up. The Reading Glasses <laughs> podcast pitches about it all the time. From zero to ten. I would give so many sevens rather than like five. Yeah, but, you know? but I'd rather really if you're. Course. But then like a seven on a seven on a one to ten sounds worse than a four out of five. Yeah. That's probably why they did it that way. I don't know. But I do know that we need to have half stars because it just isn't fair. To yeah. get no, like, I need quarters. I need quarters I need, would be perfect. Yes. I need them. Yes. Yeah. I play that game, you know, back when sports were still a thing. <laughs> I don't know if it ever will be again. But I forget what it's whatever affiliate Shaq is on for the NBA. And there's a panel of them, right? But Shaq is one of them. But if you, <laughs> if you ever watch Shaq as part of anything he's kind of a just a dump I don't know what to say I play the voice the internal voice of Shaq so I have Tom mute it (laughs) and I'll say and now to Shaq and I do a Shaq monologue based on what he's doing and what his face looks like because he's always doing something goofy and I'm like kittens I don't know just and so I just try to come up with the weirdest stuff and Thomas is like I cannot watch that we now can do that for him we can do, I hear Shaq monologue we can do that for Megan we'll turn turn Megan off and go Hanson 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 no, <laughs> no. <laughs> right now and it's for me Taylor's doing right now and for me it would be Terry Pratchett Terry Pratchett Terry Pratchett no for me it would be um, oh my god, will you please stop talking about this fucking whatever. <laughs> insert thing here. Insert, insert thing here. <laughs> no, my, mine, mine would alternate between like Criminal Minds and Hanson. <laughs> and Rachel would be what? Mm, that's not I'm not sure you want to be in there. Whoa. <laughs> serial killer, this is like serial killer, serial killer, Abby, serial killer, serial killer, Abby. I think about serial killers. I, th- I think about my dog a lot. Coffee. Yeah. I like coffee. Yeah. Um, and we all know 
that the the inner monologue of Keith would definitely be filthy as fuck. <laughs> dinosaurs. Oh, there's some <laughs> there would dinosaurs. Be, there would be all kinds of. Hmm. I wonder what he would be like. I'm not man. into dinosaurs. I do wonder about the vegetables. Can we just talk about how the full moon... It was a strange, strange week. You have no idea how much the full moon has affected me this week. I read one book, and it was that Jake Ryan book. One book! The world. Keith is the woman who reads how many books... I've spent 10 plus years working in mental health. When you say full moon, I think... Poor mental health workers and poor ER yeah. work. No, That's and poor poor parents no of autistic children. <laughs> poor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a poor bit... preschool teachers. Yes. Poor kindergarten teachers. Keith, when you howled, Abby was like, I'm sorry, Abby. <laughs> no, she wanted to talk to you and then you stopped. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, I was going to howl back. Oh, <laughs> well, right. I never, okay. I have this conversation with, with Tom and <laughs> whenever she barks or we're outside and we hear a dog bark and I'm like, I wonder what they're saying. <laughs> Always. <laughs> or if Tom like barks at her and she gives him this look, I was like, you I think you so just. Offensive. I think you like, just what? said something really rude in dog language. <laughs> yeah, I and do think like, that though. Like, like what? Because they clearly like, are communicating. Maybe, in maybe, some way. maybe he just said, "I want to lick your balls." <laughs> In dog yes. language. Exactly. That's why she gives him the what the fuck. And on that like, note, that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.